Welcome to the Amplify to Seven Figures podcast, where we look inside the mind of seven-figure entrepreneurs to see how they amplify their business and amplify their life. Let's welcome today's guest. Welcome to the Amplify to Seven Figures podcast. Today's guest rapidly scaled their online photography education company, Cole's Classroom, to 10,000 members and multiple seven figures before the company was acquired by Shootproof in 2019. Now, Cole is focused on helping other line online course creators, coaches, and experts build their own businesses so they can rapidly grow past that seven figures with sustainable and predictable profits on autopilot so they can have that great business that they want without sacrificing a great lifestyle. Please give a warm welcome to Cole Humphus. How, how are you doing, Cole? I'm doing great. Thanks so much, Paul. Happy to be here, man. Fantastic. So, Cole, you you grew to 10,000 members pretty damn quickly, uh, well, in two years to to be precise. So right. how, how did you actually grow those courses and memberships so fast? Well, I mean, certainly it wasn't our first two years in business that we had that kind of growth, just to make it just to make it clear. Um, so we already I kind of already cut my teeth and and learned kind of the ins and outs and what it takes to scale fast. Uh, we we just were previously doing it with one off course sales and not the membership. The truth is, is um, memberships are extremely harder to grow than just slanging courses. And um, that's a whole nother topic in and of itself that I've, um, I know we don't have enough time on today to at least go in detail. But, you know, I guess the simplest way of saying it is um, you grow really, really, really fast when you are really good at knowing where to focus, meaning which metrics to monitor and which metrics to, to optimize and when the math works in your favor, when you get the right, as I like to have this like visual like slot machine, when you get all three cherries across or, or the, you know, basically it's a thumbs up and the math looks good, you have to know, okay, you have to have enough confidence, I should say, to go all in. And going all in looks different for everyone. But, you know, we, we do a lot of digging, a lot of, I think the word honestly is agility. Like you have to have a lot of agility I think to try a lot of things and obviously you need to have the mindset and strategy to know what you need to try next. And therefore, once you know that you got something that's working, you also have enough confidence in the data to really lean in and spend a lot of money on acquisition. And it's, it's interesting you say about knowing those, those key numbers and those key drivers. What was the, was the one or two in particular that you're always like, really focused in on i mean the the obvious one is obviously lifetime value like ltv and um you know cac which is um, cost to acquire a customer with membership uh, whether you're selling software or recurring or like information membership doesn't matter either way then the third one that becomes really important is payback period you know and you know when you're scaling fast you can pretty much almost always kiss goodbye, like profit on the front end. So for a lot of people, and on, honestly, that's probably the, the way that we were able to do it was that didn't stop me. You know, so we, to ha you have to have enough knowledge, skill, mindset, confidence, whatever to know, okay, 
even if I'm in the red for the next 90 days, it's going to become turned to profit. And, you know, that takes some, some courage, some a little some leap of faith, but the truth, I mean, time and, you know, this, you're a conversion guy, the time and time again, I've seen statistical significance, you know, it doesn't matter if you have a thousand leads, like, okay, after you have a thousand clicks, a thousand leads, a thousand trials, a thousand, whatever, heck, even 500, 500, 500, you start to see that your conversion rate doesn't change that much. Your retention rate doesn't change that much. And that's the key to really saying, okay, I am confident that even if I'm in the hole for 90 days, um, by day 180, I'm killing it. So I'm going to just go all in. And did, was a, like a six to 12 months period to get up to that stage where you knew you had those numbers and you were confident in those numbers. Cause I imagine it wasn't from like the first month ago. Well, this will work. Yeah. Yeah. No, I the graph that I have that I sh have shared sparingly here and there uh, or sporadically, I should say in a variety of places, but essentially it's my, a graph of my monthly recurring revenue um, for the membership. And it's very easy to see that the first, so we launched it in 2016 and that entire first year, we were basically flat. We were at 25K monthly recurring revenue, which at the time we were already doing 3 million a year in the business. So the 25K was essentially eight or 10% of the total, you know, business, but it was taking up all my damn time membership because it's mm. harder <laughs> for across <laughs> the board. It's harder. <clears throat> so then you see a year later, I tried something new and it, I cracked the code to growing fast and I had this big spike and then I didn't do anything for like two or three months. Why? Just to your point, I wanted to see if these people were going to stick around or not. And then I sort of forgot about it and I was like, Oh shit, I wonder. And I went back and I did all this exporting of data. You know, this was all manual because I was using Infusionsoft and it was sort of a pain versus using Stripe and all that. So I was pulling in all this data and looking at, okay, here's my trials that came in on January, February, March, and looking at the LTV, calculating all this stuff by hand in a spreadsheet, not by truly by hand. Um, and then I was like, oh, dang, it's working. Like all my math was, you know, work, it, it, it was adding up. And I kept like checking myself, are you sure, are you sure, are you sure? So I did that for like, you know, every new month, I would then pull the data, look, and then I tried the next thing and I spent a bunch more money and then sort of like paused again for a few months, checked it all. And then at that point, I'm like, all right, we, we got something. And that's when I was like game on. And then it just was from then on just every month over month growing, which is hard to do on education, especially with cold traffic. You know, I like I, a lot of people that come into the program they're coming to me because they want to go from just selling organically to now selling with cold traffic and they want to remove themselves a little out of the business and go to autopilot, evergreen selling systems, all that kind of stuff, which obviously utilize paid acquisition, which is oftentimes cold traffic. And they go, well, cool. Well, my retention is like, you know, my people stay for two years. I'm like, oh, that's cool. I'm like, you know, how did you get them? They're like, oh, well, you know, I, I, they've been in these since I launched, you know, like, and I'm like, well, it's going to be different when you start using ads. So that's kind of what's the most frustrating thing and the most fun at the same time. Right. It's all part of the game. Yes. It's just <laughs> one big ass game and it's a game that can make you a lot of money. So that's the, I mean, that's the thing. It's like, none of this shit is easy, but it's, 
always worth it. Hmm. Short, short-term uh, pain for long-term gain is is what they're saying, and it, I think that's true in fitness, but also definitely true in uh, business as well. So, so was the was there a stage where you were going through that growing and scaling point, and then you were like, okay, it's just stopped working now, uh, or like you had a month where you were like, I, I, we need to re- really reevaluate this because you know you had to hold your nerve. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. The short answer is nonstop. It wasn't that the tactic quit working. It was that the, the front end offer quit working, you know? Um, I mean, cause we were essentially just, we were growing as fast as we can, which meant we were saturating. At least I I would think, you know, I mean, the amount that we were spending relative to our market, we were, our frequency was getting up there, you know, on certain, you know, whether it was a evergreen webinar or a front end tripwire. So they all had a life span and we would know that, you know, and it's like, it, you see it coming. It, it wasn't ever like a, like light switch on off, like overnight, this was killing it. Now it's not, it's like, we'd monitor the conversions and the metrics and the cost per trial. And that was our leading indicator was, you know, always looking at what's our cost per trial. And you'd see that going up, you know, and then it's like, well, why is it going up? And it's like, well, okay. The show up rate on the webinar is dropping for some reason, but most of the time that wasn't it. Most of the time it was the conversion rate was dropping a bit or before that it would be Facebook ad costs, cost per reg- webinar registrant was going up, which, um, yeah. Yeah. So, so really it became a, a tolerance of cash in the bank. Not, I shouldn't say cash in the bank. We always had a lot of cash in the bank. It was more of like, at what point do we not, like what's the timeline that we're comfortable with getting in the red for before we say, okay, we're comfortable up to 90 days, but at anything past that, we need to get a new offer. And the interesting thing is it's almost like the worse something gets, the more opportunity there is to find something new to fill the spot because you know what I mean? It's like, it's, it's always an opportunity cost. It's like, well, right now the best thing I got is here let's say $60 cost per trial. So if I got something new and I'm at like 40 rock on, we just, we turn that one off and swap this one in. So like I said earlier, you know, agility is the word that comes to mind that I think um, most online entrepreneurs don't have enough of, you know, I think they're, you know, it's sort of like this idea of like, okay, like what's the new thing, like challenges or chatbots or whatever. And they all have their place, but they all also have their lifespan. Yeah. And, you know, and as I like to say, like the odds are the first thing that you're going to do isn't going to work or it's not going to work good enough. So it all comes down to your mindset and ability to really dig deep and keep going. Uh, I, I love that. And yeah, it's almost like being in a factory and just pulling the different, almost balancing the scales all the time, trying to, trying to level it out, yeah. and make it work. You need the levers that I always have that visual too. Like, and the problem is, I think, is too many people, they have no levers to pull. If you're relying on organic, you have no lever. Yeah. I mean, I mean, you can say that you can produce more content, but you're still up against Google's algorithm for SEO. You're up against all, you know, Facebook, Instagram, which we all know that they don't want you to get any reach because they want you to use ads. So you don't really have a lever. Yeah, I, that's that's really powerful. And so now, now you've sold your previous business. And, mm. uh, I, as in your own words, you came out of retirement to go right. back into uh, helping business owners. So what, what is it about the info being taught today that that's just 
plain wrong and, and made you come out of retirement. You're like, hey, I've, I've got to sort this out. Uh, well, I came out of retirement because literally I got tired of every day waking up, still thinking about growing businesses. And, and I honestly realized that I kind of had this like talent and desire and passion for something and knowing I can help a lot of people that it was being wasted by me not putting myself out there to help people. So, you know, it was kind of, it's kind of a good position to be in, but, um, in terms of, I mean, I think what's being, what is being taught today that's a little flat out wrong. I mean, I think in general, the whole idea of having to be everywhere and just hustle, hustle, hustle and grind, which is not like necessarily new, but I think that is just flat out wrong. Um, I just think there's such a better way to, and the reason why it's wrong, let me, I guess, answer that and give some context. It's wrong because you're never, most of us get into a, want to become our, uh, have a, have a business for freedom. Mm. And, and when you're on this, like you, when you're okay with putting yourself on this hamster wheel, it's almost impossible to ever get off because you get into the cycle of the thing that got you to where you're at now becomes the thing that you think that you have to keep doing to get to the next stage. And is not even close to being true. So what happens is you're setting yourself up for business plateaus and they aren't going to just plateau forever. They're going to end up declining. So you get yourself on this hamster wheel that you don't have the freedom you wanted because the business is riding on your shoulders. Um, you can't get off it. You know, think about people, Oh, I need more Instagram followers. I need, you know, the influencer kind of thing. Like that's not influencers aren't going to like equal profit. I mean, fans don't equal profits all the time. So, you know, that's one thing I think, I think the biggest thing that's wrong and sort of the real reason why rapid scale system is different is, is everyone is being led down a path of thinking that there is a magic button, a magic tactic <clears throat> that will change their business. You know, Hey, okay. Virtual events. I, I see people now they're oh, we're, we're, This is a brand new thing. No, it's not. Everything's just a webinar. That's just repurposed. A challenge is just a webinar. That's just recut up and redone over five days. A three-part video launch series <clears throat> is, is no real different than a webinar. It's just instead of through email, it's on an event. So everyone's doing the same shit. They're just like cutting and slicing and dicing and slapping a different name on it. And then now everyone has a method or a, a, you know, a process, the secret, whatever. And the problem is, is people end up attaching to that thinking that that's going to be the thing that's going to scale. And the problem is, is most people are lacking the business principles, foundation, structure, and strategy to ever allow themselves to scale to begin with. I was talking to somebody really quick the other day, yesterday, actually, and they told me, I think I just need like a really good marketer who can get me really good traffic. And they thought that that was going to be the, the, you know, that was going to be the answer to their problems. And I said, you know, I said, the truth is the real gatekeeper on traffic is really Facebook's algorithm. And I can tell you, you're going to get spurts of good traffic. Even if you got the best audience, you're going to get spurts of crap traffic that it won't convert for crap. I said, what you really need is you need this go from being a product creator and really creating a full-on business that is structured in a way that you can still be profitable, even if you have crappy traffic. Mm. So you know, once again, people are missing that foundational stuff. And, um, 
it's not the sexy thing. It's not the push button. Like, but the problem is, is people are going to continue to just throw their money down the drain by buying these quick fix programs that ultimately don't fix the real issues. Because like you said, the fundamentals are not there, the foundations and uh, also the systems and processes, right? So you go, oh, wow, it did scale. And then you haven't got the team in place to actually fulfill on it. And then you have to go backwards because, um, or, you know, like I remember we had a bridesmaid's dress business and I didn't know my return numbers and I ended yeah. up nearly going bankrupt <laughs> yeah. because of those exact exact reasons. So uh, it totally resonate with that as well, Cole. So there's going to be, there's going to be some people listening to this and thinking seven figures. I wish I could get to six, right? So mm-hmm. why, why do you think people struggle so much to scale past that, that hundred K mark? Why do I think they struggle? Yeah. Because they can't get themselves out of the business, right? They can't, you know, so let's, let's think about what it maybe takes to get to six figures first. Cause I think that'll set the stage. Like it doesn't take that much to get to six figures provided you already have audience, like, you know, so everyone's path is different. Like when I first started Cole's classroom, my, I spent a full year putting out content because that's what you're supposed to do. And I'm not saying that's a bad thing to do now, but you know, that's one path is just like content, content, content. So in back in those days, not that I'm super old or anything, but back in those days we did it with, I had a YouTube channel and I had a blog. So for SEO stuff, right. You st- obviously you still do that today, but now I'm sure most people are focusing on Instagram and Facebook, but probably Instagram, to be honest, probably TikTok and all the other crap that I don't pay attention to. So regardless, you can have an audience wherever. And the hard part is getting the audience. Once you have the audience and they already know, like, trust you, you can pretty much like produce anything provided it's relative to the topic in the content you're already given them. And you're going to get some people to buy right? So like, let's say you got your 10,000 people on Instagram or your, your five or 10,000 people on your, your email list. You're like, all right, it's finally time to go ahead and launch this, this course, this product. I don't care what the price point is. Even if it's only hundred bucks, if you periodically keep releasing that, launching it, doing whatever the heck you want to do through the year, you damn near could have a hundred thousand dollar your business, right? So now in your head, you're like, well, I want more. Well, your only options are to produce more courses to sell to the same people, more products, courses, whatever, or to raise your prices or to find more customers. So, you know, you end up on, once again, on the hamster wheel, more content production, more, more, try and get more audience. Once again, you're up against the algorithm. You don't have a lever to pull. And um, so then you think, well, I need more traffic. Let me go get ads. But then guess what? It doesn't convert for shit because they don't know you and your offer might not even be that good. So the biggest reason why people get stuck is because I think there's this like artificially, this artificial high that people get these like artificial signals that say, I'm ready for scale because the people that already know, like trust you that you've been feeding them free content for the last two years, they're buying it because they're going to buy anything that you produce. As soon as you try and start selling it to people that don't know you, now it's time for competition, right? Like now you're up against all the other people that are slinging the same similar thing. And then that's when it all falls apart. They think that ads um, just don't work for them um, when really they, you're, you're just one of everyone else. And that's where it comes down to, okay, what do we need to do differently in the business so that you can afford the ads? 
Because remember, in the beginning, we talked about lifetime value of your customer. If you're only selling one little thing, well, there's only one way to, well, no, there is no way to improve your lifetime value. You can improve your conversion, but that's your lifetime value is the same. So that's that's really interesting stuff and i think it's something that a lot of people struggle with at uh both e- even in in the six figure range right it's you just mm-hmm. if you haven't got a clear acquisition channel that you know you can run from from paid traffic then you're going to hit a block um so what what's interesting is uh, i used to be a wedding singer and when i shut the business down the business was worth nothing right because mm-hmm. it was completely reliant upon me right however your business had your name on it and then you sold it on under your name with uh for an eight-figure exit so how how does someone go about doing that yeah um (laughs) you know i mean i wouldn't have had my name on it if i when i started it i had any idea that i could one day sell it for a lot of money (laughs) and that's the you know that's I, i think just i want everyone to understand like there's a there's a, a lot of steps that are involved. You don't just go from like idea to like ten plus million dollar sale, whatever. Like, um, and I say that because when I look back now, I can. It's easy to see like all the different like points of time that opened up a door to the next stage, or or you know, if I did doing this or learning this, let us get to here, and then so that's important to keep in mind. But you know essentially what happened was once again, like the one, one of the ways to grow, I should say the only real way to grow your business is you have to have more, get more customers, raise prices, or basically sell more stuff. That's literally it. And what happened was we were kind of like the Walmart of photography education. We were low price. You know, we had our highest ticket thing, was $49 a month, not very high ticket. You know what I'm saying? So we didn't really have a lot of opportunity to raise prices because even if I had like a higher ticket mastermind thing, it literally wouldn't even like move the whole business enough that it was worth the time. Mm. So that pretty much meant I needed more customers and to sell more stuff. Now more customers equals just spend more money on ads, but to sell more stuff, I didn't want to be the only one producing the stuff to sell. So I really quickly realized that I got some people on the team who are good photographers, who I'm pretty sure would love to go in and create products. And then I would give them a percentage of the the launch. Right. So, you know, they were already working with me, with me, for me, whatever, as part-time contractors, they were already coaching, helping, writing tutorials, whatever. And it became really easy for me to go, hey, you know, Betsy's one of them, been me forever. Hey, Betsy, like, if you have any interest to produce, a, create your own product that we can sell, I'll go ahead and give you 50% of the, the profit on the first 30 days of the launch. And they were like, hell yeah. <laughs> so, so pretty much I, I essentially tried that. It worked really well. And I empowered a couple people at first, which grew to more than a couple people to essentially become the product creators. So I ended up just over time, removing myself from the operations, mm-hmm. removing myself from product creation, removing myself even from the marketing. Instead of me doing the webinars, now I have some of them doing the webinars. 
Instead of me creating the products, I got them creating the products. So it, that was what we needed to do to essentially make it not about coal and about the brand. And um, it, it became, there was not really any consideration at the time of sale. There was, I should, there, there was no issues or even concerns that, you know, this business couldn't go on without coal. To be honest, where I think they're the biggest area and gap without me being there is the strategy of growing the business, not the content production. That's really fascinating stuff. And uh, you, so when it comes to when you actually sold it, do you think having your name on the door did reduce the value of it in any way at all? Or do you think it didn't make any difference in the end? I mean... I'm sure it didn't help. I mean, yeah, if I were to do it again, I wouldn't. Yeah, I, it definitely doesn't help. So like, you know, I'll just put it this way. My new business has my does not have my name on it. <laughs> um, not that I'm necessarily planning on this being something I would sell. But if I, you, you never know. Once again, like where, 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 I, where it is now and where I'm planning on it going now is not necessarily where it'll end up. And that's the number one thing as an online entrepreneur, I think that we all need to keep in mind is like, take it one week or one month or even one day at a time. And when you're building a business that on the right foundation with the right scaling strategies, the truth is, is all of the things that you need to do in order to scale end up being the things that you're already naturally having a business that you can sell, mm -hmm. right? Like the six figure people who are relying on organic traffic, you're not going to sell your th business. It's hundred percent on you. You're screwed. If you want to sell your business, you're also screwed. If one day you get tired of the business, if you're tired of every freaking day, waking up and thinking about, well, I got to make an Instagram post today. Got to go on Instagram stories. Got to go on TikTok and do some silly dance, <laughs> you know, have fun with that. It might work for the next year or two. And then you're going to be like, man, I'm tired of this shit. So for me, even though I started to know and that I wanted to one day sell, because I was getting tired of the business. I was getting tired of teaching photography. I knew I didn't want to do that forever. Um, I also knew that the things that I'm doing now with removing myself from the business will be as such where even if I don't sell it, it's going to run itself and I can sort of just kick back and work just a few hours a day, week, whatever. I think, yeah, it's, it's really, really powerful to... <laughs> future plan and uh, at the mm -hmm. same time like you say take it one step at a time i and cole i was reading up on your blog and you we've talked about organic marketing a, a little bit already do you think that you can build a business just with organic marketing if people just want a lifestyle business or do you think if you know if you really want to scale you've got to go down the paid route well i think the question is is how far can you take organic? And right. I think that mostly depends. I mean, to answer your question, can people just rely on organic and just have a lifestyle business? Absolutely. But it depends also on the lifestyle you want to live. <laughs> like, you know, and the truth is, is scale has other, you know, there's, you know, if, if somebody's a high ticket coach kind of thing and, you know, um, or, or selling a premium signature course, you know, $2,000 on up, I would think, um, and if your if your goal is two hundred fifty grand in profit a year, I yeah I totally think you could do that without ads. 
I mean, with rapid scale, we just, I mean, I just put this together a couple months ago and we're uh, approaching, you know, 200 K with no ads. Um, so it really depends where you want to go. And also what you want your average day to look like. I don't want my day to be writing content forever, writing social posts and telling people DM me playbook so I can chat with them. I, I, I'm not opposed to it, but that's not my ideal scaling strategy, mm. right? My ideal scaling strategy is um, predictable traffic, traffic in, worth more out because that's when you can literally have a lever, a more scalable lever. That's when I could say, cool, it's working. Instead of me closing the deals on the phone, now I get somebody else. Now I'm out of the business. Now it's on autopilot, right? So it's like, it really comes down to what you want to do. Now, if that same person wants to get to a million a year without ads, probably still doable if you have a big team, right? Instead of spending time, instead of spending money on marketing, you're probably going to spend money on content and team. And you could still probably do it, you know, like if you're slinging, you know, year-long coaching programs for 15 to 30K or whatever. Sure, you don't need a lot of people. Now, if you're a course creator and you're trying to sell, you know, a hundred to five hundred dollar thing, probably not. Probably not a million, if only organic. So it really depends on the business model and the desired lifestyle. And that's, you know, that's exactly why I already know where I want to take this. Um, I'm not really planning on trying to take it to eight figures a year because that impacts lifestyle. <laughs> and, and I don't need to do that anymore. I've already done that. So the last thing I'll say on that topic is like with higher scale comes less profits. There's more team, there's more advertise marketing expense. So there's becomes this point where it's like, let's say you can probably get to 250 K a year on organic. Well, you know, there's a good chance that depending on your business, you might be able to, and you might be at like 300K on sales, right? If it's all organic and you're just like hustling and doing the whole DM thing. But if you want to get to a million, you might get to a million in sales, but your profit might only be like 450. So is it better than 250? Yeah. But do you have a lot more headaches? Do you have a lot from team or whatever? Yeah. So it just depends. That's, it's a really interesting perspective to look at. And think like you say a lot of people see this million dollars as a holy grail and it's it's not what it's not always what it's all, all, all it's cracked up to be depending yeah. on how you build it and how you get there mm -hmm. uh which is really interesting so over the next five years you know we've probably seen even over the last five years the way you like you said about agility is, is massively important where do you think marketing is heading over the next five years? Do you think there's going to be big changes? Do you think tech's going to be involved in that in a way? Or how do you think things are going to change? Yeah, great question. I mean, I think that it's already happening now. I think that people that are relying on, you know, I'll pick on ClickFunnels, even though I'm a, I've been a ClickFunnels power user. You can see the awards, whatever. Like I, I've been with them since 2015. So it's not to knock the software, but just to make a point you know, the odds of being just one funnel away from a million dollars are every year going down and down and down, right? Like, because the things that used to work, or let me say differently, the things that were good enough back then are no longer good enough now. It's as simple as, you know, if ad costs tripled, 
which they kind of are, have already, when you look about like five years ago, yeah, there's a lot of businesses that, um, and I'm not immune to this either, it's, it's across the board, that back then could have easily scaled to a million plus just from the arbitrage of the traffic cost being cheaper than how much your people were worth. And what has happened over the last few years is ad costs go up and your conversions are going down. Why? Because there's way more competition in every market. There's way more people that are savvy to all of the marketing tactics. They know if they're on a challenge, they're going to get pitched to. They know if, if they, you know, right. Yeah. DM me. I want the playbook. They're going to get sold to that. Yeah. So, so the cat's out of the bag. So what I've been doing is, you know, for a long time now, even through Cole's classroom is, is first and foremost, don't ever rely on just getting email for your lead gen. That's like, good luck. You know, that's like maybe a decade ago that worked, you know, product launch for them, this stuff, just get the email, hype them up. Why? You know, because it's going to be more important to have a more holistic marketing approach, right? And I know you're into this with, you know, you can have email list, you can have your chat stuff, you can have um, text messages. And and even though you got those different channels to talk to people on, the real important to, important thing to me that I'm focused on is how much information can I extract from them personally and store in my CRM so that I can say, okay, here's Paul here. He has an agency or he has, he's a course creator or he's this, and here's where he's at now. Here's where he wants to go. Here's where he's stuck today. And then now when I go and talk to that person, whether it's on text, chat, email, whatever phone, we can have an intelligent conversation. So, you know, AI is going to continue to be more awesome. So I think machine learning and AI is going to be huge. So tech will be huge. I think um, really where people are going to get burned are the people that are stuck in the tactical approach, the sort of like looking for that home run swing with their one signature product, with their one webinar, with their one whatever. And um, they're like, and just not profitable. Yeah, we know because you're doing the shit that worked five years ago. So it's going to be more touch. To sum it all up, you need to have more touch, but you need to have high quality touch and segmentation so that you can easily look at your list. And instead of it being just this mass monster list of people, you can say, okay, here's my people who fit into this category. And here's my people that fit into this category. And, um, you know, it's going to be an exercise of, I think, lead scoring and um, knowing these are my people that I need to, that I have a good chance of closing a deal. And these are my people that they aren't my people. Bye-bye. And that that's so valuable. And I think a, a lot of people listening to this won't maybe won't pick up on the full value of how, how valuable that is straight away, you, you know? And Oh yeah, yeah, cool. I'll do quizzes. Um, it's not, it's not the same as like, say understanding where someone is in the buyer journey. And then naturally, cause if you're going to go and pitch a, a $25,000 product or something to someone who's only done, um, it just, just said, Hey, I'm just getting started. Right. Then you just burn in that list, that relationship when you could have, guided them through the process and maybe in another 12 months it would be ready for that but you've already yeah. it's like just yes i think uh, it's going to be a yeah it's I, the the mind the, the term that comes to mind for me and for anyone it's like 
it's almost like if you're going to a doctor, right? Think about if you're going to the doctor for, or, or anyone for, well, think about a doctor for a consultation, right? Uh, or even a checkup, I guess. And they're going to give you sort of this like diagnostic exam, right? They're going to give you, a, you're going to walk away going, okay, you know, my cholesterol is good. My this, my, I'm a little overweight, whatever. You get the point. The point is, is you need to be that consultative, guided, trusted advisor. And, and you could do it in a highly leveraged automated way, not all of it, but by automated, I also mean semi-automated, like you can have team. So a lot of people, they look at me like, man, you're telling me like to do this, 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 but like, I just want to make it work with ads or like, that's going to take a lot of time. I'm like, cool. There's a lot of people that you can pay just a little bit of money to do that for you. And now you're still not in the equation. Oh, so I think one of the things that people are going to have to embrace is there's going to be a lot more infrastructure involved. You're going to have to have some team. You're going to have to have some tech. You're going to have to do the higher touch things that nobody ever wanted to do before because, well, we didn't have to then. <laughs> like, you know, but that's good. These are the things that are going to separate the winners from the losers now. What, what you've just said is 100% correct. And um, I think people, if you're listening to this and maybe it's two, three years down the line, you listen back to this and you'll be like, oh my God. Yeah, he, <laughs> he was uh, he was so right. And yeah, that that higher touch and, and moving over to human, at least human-like experiences, if not full human experiences, is going to be so important. So I, I'm intrigued, Cole. Now you, you've built, great businesses you've sold a business you've got another one now as well that's scaling up what do you want to be remembered for when you die wow great question i mean in the i'll answer it in only the business sense um but you know that what i want to be remembered for is first and foremost um i humble Mm -hmm. you know which i'm 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 able to say i am because it's easy to me and I can't stand, I can't, no, I don't even have to try and that's good, but I want, I I think I will be remembered for that. And I want to be remembered for that first and foremost. And I want to be remembered for being, um, you know, loyal and really giving and generous with, um, you know, I I want to help people, you know? And uh, so when I say generosity, I want to be, I want to be, and I started this business, the new one to literally help people, and it's one thing to be like, oh man, like we had a hundred, or we had a million leads at Cole's Classroom that we, you know, are m- millions of video views. So we're helping people take a better fo- camera. I mean, a better photo. That's cool. That's help. But to me, there's nothing that is more of more significance in terms of how much help. And I know you fall in the same category. If you can help somebody in their business make way, way, way more money than you, then essentially that person's life is forever changed. Yeah. And that's the, what I want to be remembered for is, um, is, you know, I was able to change people's lives so they can live a little bit differently because I feel passionately about the status quo of go to school, get a degree, find a job, work nine to five forever, one day later, retire and have fun. That's stupid. I mean, it's not stupid if you love it, but most people don't love it. And the fact that most people don't like what they do and the fact that most people um, 
don't have the freedoms that they could have. I'm trying to just do my little part to make a dent in that. I, I love I love all that, and especially you know, like you say about the giving and, and gen- generosity. And if if we had more time, with it explore whether you still had that same if that question the answer would still be the same when you're first starting out or not as well because um yeah. it may maybe over time i and we notice a lot with seven figure and eight figure entrepreneurs that it changes from being money-based right it's would would you say that's fair yeah i mean certainly my my objective in the beginning was you, you have to make the money to then get the freedom so yes. in the beginning you know it was all and and there's Honestly, I think that's the, it's good. Like you need that motivator. You need that drive because it is hard and it was still hard back then. It was just different kind of hard. So back then, like we, when we finally went all in on Cole's classroom, we, we had quit our day jobs. There was no more safety net. I, I live in San Diego, California. It's plenty expensive here. We hired, we had just bought our, my first house. Um, we weren't married at the time, but you know, living together and, and all that. And I, and, and my, my, my parents don't have much either. So like, I just had this like drive mindset to take care of my family. And that's such a good, strong motivator, which to be honest, if I didn't quit, I probably wouldn't have grown it the way I did. So back then, hundred percent money, money and freedom. Mm -hmm. Once you have money and freedom, it's absolutely about what the hell do I enjoy doing and what am I meant to do? You know, essentially purpose. And, um, that's why I launched rapid scale system was really just because I knew that I was now meant to do and help people in a different way. That's, that's fantastic. What do you, what do you think is one quick win that people can take away today to amplify their business? I mean, a very, if you're looking to scale the very quickest and easiest, at least for me, um, and hopefully for you too, but it's not like it's too tricky. The quickest win is if you don't know your numbers in your business, you need to do that right now, period. And it's super easy. I can even explain it over the dang video here. Um, you know, look at all of the sales that you've made in the last 12 months. Um, and you can pick a different timeline, but I would for now just do, do it on 12 months. And um, look at the number of customers you got in the last 12 months, divide that. So if you are at a million dollars and you have a hundred customers, I don't think you will, but if you did for simple math, what does that come out to? Is that, uh, well, no, that would be a thousand dollars lifetime value per customer. I think I could be wrong. Um, so a million dollars divided by the number of customers or your sales, that's going to be your lifetime value. Now do the same thing. How much did you spend? in advertising or marketing. And let's say you're spinning it all on even SEO if you want, but sort of easier to do it with just Facebook or advertising. How much did you spend and how many customers did you get from those, from those ads? That's your cost to acquire a customer. See what that looks like. If you are, and, 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 you know, the caveat here is if you have a lot of sales from organic, then it's going to look like you're killing it. So ideally you want to get to the point where it's like, how much money did I make? Where are my sales from ads and how many customers? And then how much did I spend to get those? And um, that's the easiest way I can give anyone is like, start there, take, give yourself your own diagnostic exam to figure out, do I have something that's scalable? 
And if you have like, if you come back and you say on average, it costs me a hundred dollars to get a customer, but on average they're worth, you know, 800 good news. You might be closer to that seven figures than you think. Start spending more money on ads. Yeah, exactly. And it's also about not just, okay, I've done the diagnostic, you know, it's a, it's a yearly MOT. It's, it's more of a look at those weekly. Well, even some of them daily, daily, weekly, and monthly to know, know where they're going and, um, without going into too much detail, you know, I'm sure you're very big on lead and lag indicators. You know, what, what are the mm-hmm. things that you need to look at that's going to move the needle in the long term? But then what, like the sales are actually more of a, a lag indicator than the lead mm-hmm. indicator. It's about the activity that you're doing. Yep. The that's right. So I'll stop there because I know we're short on time, but there's yeah. plenty of quick wins, but that's a good one. We, we, we could have, we could have a, a whole other conversation about metrics and yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Um, so Cole, where can people find out more about you? Well, I, I'm on Facebook a good amount. So by all means, if you are a fan, if you have a, a, a listener or a viewer of this, then by all means, I, I welcome any Facebook messages to say hello or how I can help you. Um, also you can go to my official website, which is rapidscalegroup.com. And from there you can certainly send me an email and, and, I would say follow me on social media, but you aren't going to get much social posts from me. So <laughs> that's not you really my, posts. Uh, huh? You fishing posts and not, yeah. not the spam kind of actual <laughs> cold yeah, fishing. Yeah. You're going to see a lot of pictures of me with fish or my family. So uh, I, I love I'd, I'd love to hear from you. So go to uh, that's www.rapidscalinggroup.com and go and check out Cole. hundred percent. You should. You've been listening to the Amplify to Seven Figures podcast with me, Paul, Ace, and my amazing guest, Cole Humphus. Have a fantastic day. And remember, amplify your business, amplify your life. Thanks for listening to the Amplify to Seven Figures podcast. To access the show notes, episodes, and this month's giveaway, head over to www.amplifytosevenfigures.com. Remember, amplify your business, amplify Amplify your your life.